And so on January 13th, our lovely nurse, Debbie, fully gowned to administer three different chemo drugs to our precious baby boy, walked into the hospital room. I sat on the bed with Nico as she did her job and my heart was broken. Nico was fine. He was cooperative and upbeat that day. <clears throat> the next day was a different story for him. He didn't want to eat anything. Smells bothered him. He had some leg pain and he only got out of bed to use the bathroom. That was a really hard day for us all. But hard days don't last forever. And there are always pockets of good within the heart. Well, welcome and thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. Today, we're going to be looking at the second part of Nico Corsi's story. Nico was a six-year-old boy when he discovered a little bump on his face and he showed it to his parents. His parents noticed it on his face, of course, and they, were, they weren't too concerned, but they took him to the doctor and the doctor said, oh, it's just a sebaceous cyst. It's not really all that important, not that serious. And it was serious. It turned into what could be considered someone's worst nightmare as it continued to grow over the weeks and it just got worse and worse. So Mary and Nick, welcome back to It Is Written Canada. And the last time we were talking, we were talking about how you were considering um, taking him for radiation. The doctors had suggested this and there were some serious side effects. He could possibly lose his vision. He could possibly have to have some uh, plastic surgery afterwards. He could um, have problems with his, with his teeth. Um, and so you were, obviously that wasn't something that you wanted to have happen. And so you took a different route. Right, so um, once she gave us that information, um, we were distraught, um, you know, uh, we, we had felt at this point we had committed to, a, um, you know, that chemo was poisoned. Mm -hmm. we, had, we had done what we felt was a lot, and then it was like we had to even do more uh, in terms of harming him to help mm -hmm. him get better, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, we, we kind of waited, and she, she said she'd get back to us on what the plan would be, and she said um, she gave us preliminary, this is what the results will be, kind of what I said before. And then she said, but she's checking on radiation uh, at Mayo Clinic in Arizona. And we're like, oh, okay. We didn't know she had made that decision already. Like we had suggested it in one meeting, and then now she's saying she's already talking to the head radiologist there. And the way it works is she does her best case scenario, uh, all percentages and damage and area and you know radiation percentages. For photon. Um, for photon was what she was proponent of at the point. At that point, and then they were going to do proton in Arizona, and. Um, she got back to us that when they compared, the proton at Mayo Clinic in Arizona was a significantly better outcomes. Mm -hmm. And so she made all the arrangements for us to go there um, and set up the dates to leave and that um, BC Medical would cover all the costs. If the treatment is necessary, but it's not in Canada, they'll pay for it outside wow. of uh, the country. That must have been quite a relief because you had just come from the United States and you had medical insurance, but it wasn't enough to cover all of this. And then right. you came up to Canada and you were working here for a short time. And now that was completely covered by the Canadian government. Right. And you didn't have to worry about that. No. And wow. so that was a part of God's leading in this to mm -hmm. uh, quite a miracle. It, yeah, absolutely. It was God's timing. And, um, and we've been encouraged just to see his hand in so many 
of those details yes. just like that because we moved in September and it takes 90 days uh, for you to be here before the um, your medical kicks in and right. so that started December 1st for us yes. and he his initial um, surgery was December 21st. Wow. Right. wow. Mm. So I just want to bring Nico in because he's behind you there and he's he's playing so nicely and coloring and um, you know we're talking about you Nico and so we wanted to, to talk to you. Nico can you tell us how old you are? Seven. Seven, wow. So what was the hardest thing for you last year when you were going through your treatment? Getting the NG tube in. The NG tube? And when they put that in, were you asleep all the time when they put that in? No. No? So that must have hurt. Did it hurt or was it just in the way? It was, um, felt weird going up. Yeah. He has to swallow as yeah. it's going by, and so it's oh. just a very uncomfortable process feeling that, right? So what was it like when you went for this proton treatment? Um, did, they, did they give you something special, or what happened during that time? Oh, wow. So that would go over your face, and then they would shoot through that <laughs> right into a certain spot so that they wouldn't hurt you. So this is actually bolted in the back to the table. Yeah, okay. And then you can see the his NG tube was actually uh, part of the... Okay. So out of this, this whole experience that you had, were there, there some really, like, terrible times that, went, that you went through? For the first few weeks of chemo. The first few weeks of chemo were the hardest. Yeah, okay. yeah. Did you feel nauseated? Were you vomiting at that time? Yeah. When yeah. I take oh. Medications. Okay. The days must have been really hard when the radiation came about because at the time that Nico was having radiation, it wasn't just the radiation treatment. Did they continue with the chemo at that time? Mm -hmm. That's what made it the most difficult because now not only um, are we adding radiation, but they don't stop chemo during that mm. time. They continue with. Uh, the chemotherapy and so we're spending uh, uh, radiation is 28 days um, so five days a week uh, for 28 days mm -hmm. and so we he would go in in the mornings we'd go in in the mornings um, he'd have to fast because he would be sedated every morning so um, because uh, they have to make sure he's super still so mm -hmm. that they get it, the correct uh, placement and um, and then he'd uh, have to wake up from sedation, and then we would go to the children's hospital, which um, they didn't at Mayo Clinic do chemotherapy there, so then we'd have to go to the children's hospital, which was about 20 minutes yeah. away, mm -hmm. um, and then um, go there for the, the treatment for that week. And so some weeks were hard because some weeks he had a five day, that week would be five mm -hmm. days of radiation in the morning and then five days of chemotherapy. In the afternoon, in the afternoon. The so it would be an all day. And it was it was physically and emotionally exhausting. And then if he had a cold a couple, he got sick a couple, a of, couple times, of times. And so then he's taking the ambulance from one hospital to the other and then back because they won't discharge him. Yeah, was that funny in the ambulance? <laughs> if you had a little friend that um, you heard had cancer, what's one thing that you would tell that little friend or encourage that little friend with? Well, if they're going through lots of things that they get poked with nails, probably the numbing cream, whatever mm -hmm. it's called. The numbing cream. What, what does that do? 
No, just the skin of the needle is gonna go if I oh. can't feel it. So you can't feel anything? Wow. It's just like. So they don't need to be scared. You feel it, but it's not painful. So going through all of this, did you start looking back on it and thinking to yourself, this is terrible. Why did, why did God allow this to happen to us? Did you ever blame him for any of this? We were uh, in shock and uh, we went through a grieving process. Yes. Um, but, but I, and I don't think Nick ever blamed God. Um, thankfully, we had a, um, an understanding of his character in the sense that he is love and he is not the author of pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. And um, and so we, um, with that understanding, could process the fact that uh, we live in a sinful world, that um, where things like this happen to innocent children and that God grieves with us uh, because that was not uh, by design. I think we could appropriately direct our frustrations and anger to where it should go, which is the um, Satan and um, knowing that he is the one that brings on these things. And, um, and we could feel and see God um, loving us and supporting us and providing for us through it all. And that was such a big comfort because even before, um, in these early days of being so difficult, and actually radiation portion was the most difficult part of treatment. Um, but we could look back and even before all of this started, we could see God lining things up by moving us here, by um, um, the insurance, the, insurance, the um. way that um, uh, in a system, in a medical system that although it's free, doesn't always move quickly, that it did move quickly in this situation. And, um, and so we felt a lot of comfort, even though we were uh, grieving and sad, but uh, no, we didn't, uh, we didn't blame God. Nicole, what was the best thing last year with your treatment? My dirt bike, I got yeah. for Christmas. You got a dirt bike for Christmas? Mm -hmm. So what kind of dirt bike was it? A Honda CRV. Okay. Mm. So it's, that's a red and white bike. Very nice. Did you meet anybody famous? Doug Batchelor. Doug Batchelor, okay. <laughs> Who else did you meet famous? Didn't you meet some sporting stars that were famous? Fonzie Davies. Okay. And who's he? A player for the Whitecaps. Did you see any sporting events? Hockey, soccer, and oh yeah, basketball. Oh, and these wow. are all professional games that you went to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Down in Arizona? And also in Vancouver? Yes. Yeah. For the soccer game he got to go and uh, walk on the out field. on the field with the captain. With the, uh, the captain of the team. Yeah. And they and announced was, him. Um, the team was called Phoenix Risings. Phoenix oh, Risings, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then for the uh, the Canucks game, they they put him up on the jumbotron. <laughs> then he got to meet uh, the Toronto Raptors. Wow! Uh, what a wow. meet and greet. And uh, he really liked their mascot, right? 
somebody is ill, especially if it's a child, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's just so devastating to hear about it. But then mm-hmm. the first thing you say is, oh, we got to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What can you do? And you're not a doctor, so yeah. you know you can't yeah. you yep. know, give mm-hmm. them treatment or anything like that. But you just, you just buckle down and think of what you can do. And we could pass the can. And we're a small group, but we're a generous group. Amen. Yes, we were praying at that mm-hmm. time that it would be nothing yeah. and that everything would be okay. And then the news yeah. was devastating yeah. because it wasn't going to be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They knew it would be at least a year of treatment and yeah. that this was an, a very aggressive cancer. Mm. That would be one of the hardest things you could ever go through and trying to imagine how you would be able to reconcile that and just, you know, go through it and have the positive outlook that they were able to keep up. You know, you try to think of why would this happen? Yeah. And mm-hmm. and then some things that would come to my mind would be what a force Mary and Nick would be around other parents Mm -hmm. at Children's Hospital Mm -hmm. or the hospital Mm -hmm. in Arizona, as those parents would be frantic over their children and Mm -hmm. they would see the peace Mm -hmm. and the the calmness and the trust Mm -hmm. that Mary and Nick had. And they would even see it in, I'm sure they would even see it in Nico. Well, I think it would have been a really hard span of time for them because they moved three or four times or something yeah. like in that little mm-hmm. time and then they had the baby and they had mm-hmm. Nico and then they had V and there was so much change in their life That's in right. addition to the sickness mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. challenge there. I know it was hard for Mary to be able to do her blogging but I think it was maybe mm-hmm. a little bit I therapeutic for her. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well at first it was a lot of texting and phone calls but that gets exhausting pretty quickly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so we decided to um, do a blog. Um, some a few people had suggested that to just be able to um, put down thoughts and, and what's going on, help to process it all. Do you want to read some of that? Um, yeah. Some of what, what you shared. Yeah, this is one from early on. Uh, Nico had the tumor removed on December 21st and by January 13th, it had visibly started to grow back. This cancer was fast and aggressive. We knew conventional treatment would be necessary. We decided that we would continue to do all we could naturally at home to support his body and hopefully minimize the negative side effects from the chemo as much as possible. And so on January 13th, our lovely nurse Debbie, fully gowned to administer three different chemo drugs to our precious baby boy, walked into the hospital room. I sat on the bed with Nico as she did her job and my heart was broken. Nico was fine. He was cooperative and upbeat that day. The next day was a different story for him. He didn't want to eat anything. Smells bothered him. He had some leg pain and he only got out of bed to use the bathroom. That was a really hard day for us all. But hard days don't last forever and there are always pockets of good within the heart. Like friends coming to bring us sushi at the hospital on their way to the airport. 
that was the Dixons. The next day, Nico was eating a bit more and had more energy, and he was discharged that evening. Being separated those three nights were the hardest on me, and it was a great feeling to all be together again that night. By Thursday of the next week, of that week, he seemed back to normal with renewed energy and normal appetite levels. The following two chemo treatments were just one drug, being Christine, and he has handled those very well. And so now we have completed one cycle of treatment. This Monday will begin cycle two and he will start a new chemo drug that is administered outpatient every day for five days. My wonderful mother-in-law Linda flies in today to help us for a week. We are thankful. There have been many emotions that Nick and I have grappled with the past six weeks. The emotion that we, through the outpouring of love and support from our friends and family, have experienced most often is gratitude. God is good to us, and we are reminded of His care and love for us daily. Thank you for reading this, for being on this journey with us through your thoughts and prayers. Our lives will never be the same, and there is a blessing in that fact. It's mm. very beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you for reading that to us. Um, I remember we were reading that as well at home, and uh, I'd, <laughs> I'd come into the room, and Renee would be crying. And I just say I can't, I can't read this anymore. Like, and Mark could say, "What's going on in us?" Oh, it was just, it was so hard. So, yeah. But. You had support of your friends, your family, but you also had your church family who was praying for you. Yes. Yeah. We've had um, a wonderful. We felt support from various places. Um, Nick's work environment, our community at Fountain View was very supportive and they held um, a day of fasting and prayer for Nico. Our church in town at, in Lillooet um, were very supportive financially. Uh, they blessed us several times throughout the year. They included us in a baby shower, um, even though we weren't here and sent us gifts um, mm. while we were down there and, they, and prayed. Um, constantly for us and uh, Nico Sabbath school the kids would send him send him a couple of times get well notes and videos. Um, and videos and um, <laughs> and uh, and our friends the Dixons did so much in James chapter 5 it tells us if anyone is sick among us that we should call together the elders of the church and that we should have prayer over that individual and so Nick and Mary, they wanted this for their son. And they, they believed in the power of, of Christ and the anointing of, of their son. They reached out to me and to see if I would help organize an anointing. And so I said, yes. So there was, I think there was about eight of us gathered together one Saturday afternoon. We had gone down there to the hospital and it was, it was a pretty neat experience. We could come together. Nathan James was the one that was asked to anoint him. Um, but we, there was singing, there was the exchanging of notes, and there was tears, and you could definitely feel the Holy Spirit's presence there. And I was just trying to think of ways that I could help, and since they were so far away, prayer was what came to mind, and so I organized different people praying on specific days during the exact time that he would be in, in radiation for the entire six weeks, hoping that that would give them give them some sort of peace. I was praying specifically just for wisdom in regards to what I could get her for a gift. 
and I knew that I wanted to get her something, but I just couldn't figure out what to get her, and so I was praying and praying, and one day, um, Nick sent an email to the staff at Fountain View, and it had a couple pictures of Nolly in it. All of a sudden, this idea just came to me of family pictures, having family pictures done, and so I connected with this lady, her name was Kayla, and um, right away she emailed me back and she said that she would love to do it and she said that she was willing to do it for nothing and I was so thankful and so um, it took a little while but eventually everything worked out and they were able to have it done and I was just so thankful and I just saw so clearly how God connected so many different dots in order to make that happen. Did you ever have any encouragement from the Bible, from the written word of God? Uh, we would go back to those promises, right? I journaled a lot throughout this process and just reminding myself of the promises that God doesn't need leave us nor forsake us, mm -hmm. um, that all things work together for good. Um, and we weren't, we couldn't comprehend or understand, but we um, knew that uh, God's ways are not our ways, uh, but He has a thousand ways to provide for us that we don't can't comprehend, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and little by little, as we process this last year, we can uh, we can see that um, he was indeed in, in the details and laying things out uh, for us. And um, and we any any time something would happen and we weren't sure how uh, how we were going to do and do it or what was going to happen. Um, we would just remember just to focus our energies on that day and that not to not to worry about tomorrow, right? Because right, right. um, and so uh, that was a lesson for us in surrender and in patience and in faith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I she kind of mentioned Isaiah fifty-five eight nine. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my way your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways my thoughts than your thoughts and then also James 1 2 to 4 my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience uh, and so we we realized that you know as, as painful as it was it was an opportunity that um, in looking back that you know we're all going to go through pain and yes. it's what we do with that pain is it going to give us a, a benefit or are we going to let it be a way for us to grow learn more about ourselves, learn maybe more to rely on God and more faith and more trust, or will we blame God or get angry, and then it's kind of wasting that experience. Because right. mm -hmm. then, you know, God uses that as a way to get our attention, to help us, help us grow, draw us closer to Him, help us see our need for Him. And so in looking back, it's like constant reliance on God. Every day we had to, um, we couldn't, like she said, we couldn't think more than that day because it's overwhelming. Yeah. And so. Training our mind to think that you know each day we have to look to God for help to get through it, and, and some of the days were, were super hard. Mm -hmm. But having a, an overall understanding of why that could be happening, we didn't know. Mm -hmm. But we did know that God lets these things happen. You know, it wasn't our doing; it wasn't our fault that this happened. So then we have to accept that God let this happen. Mm -hmm. And so, what are we going to do then if, if He's letting this happen? How can we benefit from it? Right. And so we just really felt encouraged that um, there's there's such a benefit that can be gained. And now looking back, because we had that mindset, you know, we're able to move on with our life. We're able to, to make sense of everything and enjoy life and have, you know, just live for that day, enjoy the day. I mean, we don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring.
Nick and Mary, how is Nico doing today? So good. He um, he was declared cancer-free in December. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. And uh, his scans came all back uh, clear. Mm -hmm. And so he was able to have his um, feeding tube removed before Christmas. And, um, and he got his port removed in January. And uh, he's doing so well. He's um, we've been home now for the past few months, and Nick's mm -hmm. been back at work. And life has been our new normal, right? Mm -hmm. And so we've been uh, enjoying it so much, being home. And he's been uh, playing outside and uh, loving, yeah. loving being back, and loving that his hair's growing back. Mm -hmm. And I think we're just so happy to have them back. And I find myself. Um, just like my eyes well up with tears every time I think about just them sitting up in their house up here and knowing that Mary is just like getting to live every day normally like that just things that she missed so much and being able like watching our boys run around and things like that 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 Jace missed our little five-year-old missed so much like spending time with Nico and just knowing that they're doing normal things like homeschool and going for walks and all of those things just like it just makes my heart so so happy and it just feels so normal now and it's so nice but it's something that that at least I know I don't take for granted like every time I see it every time I see all of us together or our kids playing together it's just such a feeling of of um, gratitude and thankfulness to God that he has brought it around and we're just I just I'm so so thankful they came home mm -hmm. and yeah. the ordeal was over and I just wanted to get down and and praise God. Mm -hmm. It was just so amazing and wonderful that they were back and they were with us and yeah. mm -hmm. and it's just gotten better every week now. I know that obviously something could could relapse there could be there could be some another battle down the road but in my mind the battle was done the Lord had answered the prayers. We prayed Mm -hmm. Endlessly. He's still them. on our prayer list. Yes. Because yes, I is. know that it hasn't ended yet for them. They still have a journey to take. If we didn't have a God, I don't know how we'd ever get oh, through this. Oh, how stuff. would you go through this? Yeah. How would they go mm -hmm. through this? Yeah. I'm thinking of the words in Deuteronomy where it says, Be strong and of good courage. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be afraid. God is with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Mm -hmm. And uh, you had some words that as we close, I just wanted you to share those that you read in a devotional one morning. Mm -hmm. And uh, you want to share that with us. All that has perplexed us in the providences of God will in the world to come be made plain. The things hard to be understood will then find explanation. The mysteries of grace will unfold before us. Where our, where our finite minds discovered only confusion and broken promises, we shall see the most perfect and beautiful harmony. We shall know that infinite love ordered the experiences that seem most trying. As we realize the tender care of him who makes all things work together for our good, we shall mm. rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. And this kind of pulled it all together for us. Like just, um, you know, there's a reason that it happened and we may not understand it now, but we will. He was in church and the pastor said, is anyone suffering? And he responded to that. He did. The pastor asked, is anyone suffering among you? And Nico looked at me and he said, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore, praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, um, because as we look back, we can see 
the way in which you have led us and we can have incredible faith. And as we move forward into the future, we have nothing to fear except that we forget the way that you have led us in the past. And we know that you will continue to lead us in the future. We thank you for hearing and answering our prayers in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, friends, thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. I just wanna leave you with the words of Jesus, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca. Or you can go to IIW Canada YouTube and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.